entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Is the American dream dead? We'll figure it out straight ahead. My pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why my pillow now has my towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now my pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn, joining you from uh, News Radio WRVA in Central Virginia. Is the American dream dead? You remember the American dream? Uh, did we not all at some point have the American dream? The American dream said you've got an opportunity to go out there and, and kind of make your way in the world. You got to use hard work, you, you've got to be determined. You're going to need some measure of initiative. Anybody from anywhere could essentially do anything. Man, you could run for president. I mean, unless you're Donald Trump, in which case four uh, Supreme Court justices in the state of Colorado, where the air is thin and the smoke is heavy from the weed, uh, they said uh, he can't run. But other than him, uh, everybody else could, at least in theory, run for president of the United States. Might not win, but you could run. Want to start a business? Got an opportunity. No guarantee it's going to be successful. Well, the Wall Street Journal just had this poll, and I know I'm with you on polls. They can say anything you want it to say, but it is the Wall Street Journal. And I don't think they're exactly a a radical left woke organization. And their polling was pretty straightforward. They said, hey, do you still believe, I'm sorry, do you believe in the American dream? Not do you still believe. I still believe in it, but other folks, according to this poll, never believed in it. 36% of the folks who answered this said, yep, American dream is still there. You work hard, you can get ahead. 18% say, no, it was never true. That was never the case. And here's the troubling part. 45% said, well, it used to be the case. But the American dream's not there anymore. Probably not a shock for you to hear that those who believe the American dream is no longer achievable have come to that conclusion in the last four years or thereabouts. As Joe Biden and his gang of grifters have invaded the White House and set up shop in the Oval Office. La Josa Nostra. The only people getting rich during the Biden time in office are are named Biden. 
I look at uh, people who start businesses. And I, as I look back on my life, and I'm kind of at that point, I don't want to get too maudlin here, but, you know, Glenn and I are like the same age. And you do get to a point where you go, yeah, you know, the hair's got some gray in it, and I just don't care. I'm leaving it alone. Or, or, well, I'm just going to buy a pair of pants that's a little bit bigger. And you start looking back. Because you realize you, you don't really have 55 years ahead of you. You just don't. Except, well, Norman Lear was, what, 101 years old when he passed away a couple of weeks back? And the story this morning said uh, the cause of death for Norman Lear has been revealed. Well, I thought the cause of death was that he was 101 years old. Because anything after that is just, you know, just kind of window dressing, isn't it? But you do look back a little bit. And I, I think, well, I've spent most of my life employed by others. Now, I've got uh, what is uh, colloquially called now a side hustle or a part-time job or, you know, independent activity. I don't know. I call it whatever you want. But I love speaking and coaching and helping people. I really do. I love it. And so over the last year, year and a half especially, I've done a lot of stuff. I spent time in Dallas with the... uh, the Ziegler organization, Zig Ziegler's son, Tom, and the family conduct amazing trainings if you're selected for them. And I was so, I was so thrilled, so humbled to be accepted into that program and, and to be able to say to people, I'm, I'm a Ziegler Legacy Certified Coach. That's a big deal to me. And I said, but you know, I, I want more education and I want more training. I want to be able to offer to people as much as I possibly can. And I did a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And I, I also said, you know, I'm going uh, to do the John Maxwell program as well. And so I did that, and I earned that designation, and I'm very proud of that. And now as I head into the year 2024, I've got some things i got to do. Right? There's a LLC. I didn't even know what that was. And I asked a friend of mine who's a very successful business guy. I said, can you help me? Because I'd like to think I'm relatively smart. Not necessarily the smartest, but, I'm, you know, I, I've read a book or two. And I said, but I, I don't know anything about really setting up a business business. And he said, yeah, well, you need to do this and you need to. Do, oh, my gosh. OK. And he kind of sort of gave me some great pointers, great insight. And I said, well, 2024 is the year we're going to do that. We're going to set that up. And I look at him, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to share with you that uh, he's a dear friend. Although I always tell people that I, I demoted him from friend to family. And he and his wife own and operate a, an auto repair shop here in Central Virginia, Stan and Megan. And Stan and Megan are living the American dream. So I know the American dream's not dead. And the American dream for them involves... Owning a business. Now, what is Stan's background? Well, Stan is an auto mechanic, and not just any auto mechanic. You know how they have different levels. There's C-level techs, and B-level techs, and A-level techs. Well, Stan's like an A-plus level tech. He's like he's like the car whisperer, man. You can drive your car, buy it, and he, he picks it up, and he, he can tell you what's wrong with it or what's right with it. And he said, I, I want to own my own shop. And 
His wife said, okay, well, we can do that. And it's now about 10 years on. They, they started their own shop. And they're doing okay. But I've learned so much. Because as, as he's living his American dream, which I should tell you is not all about dollars and cents. It's about being in a position to help people. Help your family to be sure. Uh, share with your family some of the, uh, the wealth. Right? Give them opportunities and experiences. But by living his American dream, by living her American dream, they're creating an American dream for all the people who work for them. And every single one of those people inside that business can say, you know, I, I, I learned how you should treat people and how you, and it's not just the people in the business, it's the people outside the business. How do you treat the customers? That's part of the American dream. And they're doing it. And so the next time the Wall Street Journal or any group wants to put one of these polls out in the field, I would suggest to them that they go to local business people. I've got other friends who own a restaurant about a mile and a half down the road from me, two miles down the road from me. I go there all the time. Wendy and John. Wendy and John, man, they they said, you know, we're going to leave our careers. <laughs> they were both very successful. But Wendy had said, I've always wanted to own a restaurant. I just, I want to own a restaurant. I love cooking and I love making people happy when they eat. And what do they do? Started a restaurant. And they're coming up, I think, on six or seven years now. It's not easy. See, and that's part of the, the polling here. Is, oh, yeah, it was never true. It's always been true. But there have been a lot of people who have said, yeah, that's just too tough for me. I, I don't want to... I don't want to take that sort of a chance. I, I don't want to. I don't want to work that hard. And so, for them, the American dream is somebody comes along and gives me everything I've ever wanted. That's not the American dream. That's hitting the lottery. And there's a difference. The American dream requires a degree of focus and confidence. And dare I say it, a little bit of risk taking. That's part of the American dream. Winning a lottery means, hey, I just got a big pile of cash. I can buy anything I want. I've always wanted a pair of electric-powered socks. Got them. I'm going to get them in six different colors, by the way. You know what I really want? I want want mink-lined jockey shorts. There you go. Got them. Now what are you going to do? You have to invest in yourself. Here we are. We just wound up Hanukkah, a couple of days away from Christmas. And there are people who are going to be focused on gifts. I understand that. Except for Joe Biden. Joe Biden lit the national Christmas tree, never once mentions Jesus. Not once. I thought, now, there are movements all over the world, quite frankly, to put Christ back into Christmas, right? We, we, we've heard about it for years. Joe Biden somehow manages to take Christ out of Christmas, even at the lighting of the national Christmas tree. I, 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 he's accomplished nothing else, but that's 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 one for the record books. He's he's the Peter principle is what he is. He's a little bit like Mr. Magoo. He just sort of wanders around and somehow winds up in the Oval Office. He does this. He, he doesn't know what's going on. It doesn't seem like. But I got news for you. He does know what's going on. 
Because Joe Biden, with all due respect to Ric Flair, Joe Biden is the dirtiest player in the game. Joe Biden has had this operation going for 50 years. And that's why I look at him and I look at his gang of grifters and I refer to them as La Josa Nostra. He reminds me of that 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 mafia Don who used to walk around the streets in his bathrobe. Remember that guy? And his whole thing was, oh, you know, look, I'm too crazy. I'm not smart enough. I can't do that. I'm walking around outside in the bathroom. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, he's pulling every single string there is to pull. There is an American dream that's achievable. But there is a huge difference between pursuing the American dream and getting a winning lottery ticket. They are two entirely different things. Biden is doing everything possible to tell you you can't do it. Former President Trump is standing off over on this side and over there and at these big rallies saying, of course you can do it. But we're not giving anything to you. You've got to earn it. He, of course, uh, continues to be under attack by so many members of the uh, the legacy news media. I'm going to share one of those things with you in a moment. Uh, if you do want to jump ahead, hey, I, I do put everything up on social media just to make it super easy. Uh, if you would, follow Jeff Katz Show over on X, formerly known as Twitter. Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter. And The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. It is Jeff Katz in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. It is the Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn. Let me uh, share with you the uh, pre-crafted commentary on former President Trump. I, I, I know, I know, and I say it every single time I have to talk about former President Trump, who I, I got to tell you, I'm hoping is also future President Trump because, God, we've got to fix this country. It's amazing how quickly stuff can be screwed up when you really want to screw it up. And make no mistake, the uh, the Obamatons who have stayed uh, in the uh, Biden White House are, are firmly, firmly entrenched in their desire to screw stuff up. Former President Trump had a couple of comments recently, and no great surprise here, he's attacked for them. And he's attacked for them by people who did not hear the comments, do not understand the comments, and frankly don't care what the comments are because they've already decided they hate Trump. And many of those folks reside inside of newsrooms around America. Take a listen to cut number 11. 
Trump under fire. The former president using language that echoes white supremacists and Nazi Germany. On Saturday in New Hampshire, Trump intensified his anti-immigrant statements. Controversial comments about undocumented immigrants. Comments over the weekend attacking immigrants. Ramping up his attacks on immigrants using phrases that have clear ties to white supremacy and Hitler. Ed, a lot of jaws dropped listening to the pre- former president's words over the weekend. Comments the White House called grotesque and that the Biden campaign compared to Nazi rhetoric. The Biden campaign accusing Trump of parroting Adolf Hitler. Writing Trump parroted Adolf Hitler, praised Kim Jong-un, and quoted Vladimir Putin while running for president. Trump also called North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un very nice, and he quoted Russian President Vladimir Putin. The former president also praising dictators. Lavishing praise on dictators. But only one of Trump's Republican rivals have blasted him for the remark. He's disgusting. Beyond Chris Christie, though, uh, haven't seen as much explicit criticism from fellow Republicans. That's crass politics for you, Gail. Yeah, they say politics is a blood sport. A lot of people are bleeding. Is that what's happening? Oh, really, Gail? Is that what's happening? Yeah. My bad. I thought that it was a collection of left-wingers who have been deployed to newsrooms with one assignment, and that's to torpedo former President Trump every single chance they have. You notice what wasn't there were Trump's actual comments. Nobody addresses what he said. Don't you think that that again? Uh, far be it for me. I'm not a. I'm not a granulate of uh, one of those big time fancy uh, uh, journalism schools. But don't you think that at some point in in such an examination of what former President Trump said, you would actually like to report what it was that he said? One guy. One guy calls them all out. Senator J D Vance. Cut number six. And so, so what do you have to say to um, the former president's comments over the weekend about immigrants and saying that they're poisoning the blood in America? Well, look, I've been asked this question a number of times, and here's, here, here's my view on these comments. First of all, he didn't say immigrants were poisoning the blood of this country. He said illegal immigrants were poisoning the blood of the country, which is objectively and obviously true to anybody who looks at the statistics about fentanyl overdoses. And I, I think just one, one observation about the press as an organization, you guys seem far more upset about the guy who criticized the problem than you did about Joe Biden, who's causing this problem. Can what? you just go back to his comments, though, sure. and sort of using language that we heard you know, during World War II? I'm sure you're a student of history. You're well aware what that kind of language represents in, in historical context. What organization do you represent? I work at the Associated Press. The idea that I am well aware, you just framed your question implicitly assuming that Donald Trump is talking about Adolf Hitler. It's absurd. It is absurd. Why do you think that Donald Trump's language is targeted at the blood of the immigrants and not at the blood of the American citizens who are being poisoned by the fentanyl problem? You think he was referring I think it's ridiculous. If you watch the speech in context and you look at what's going on, it is obvious that he was talking about the, the very clear fact that the blood of Americans is being poisoned by a 
drug epidemic. The, the, to, to, see, to take that comment and then to immediately assume that he's talking about immigrants as Adolf Hitler talked about Jews is preposterous. You guys need to wake up and actually do some journalism. Should he use different here, here, language here, here's, then? Because no, no, that here's, is here's, language here's, that here's, here's, here's the problem with that question and that framing. You are allegedly a journalist. You're supposed to hold, speak truth to power. And yet, you're trying to circumscribe and narrow the limits of debate on immigration in this country. What you're doing is not speaking truth to power. You're trying to police the guy who's criticizing the problem so that Americans don't pay attention to the guy who caused the problem. Okay. It's an absurd question. It's an absurd framing. Thank God for Senator J.D. Vance. He actually calls her out. He actually addresses the real issues. Uh, I doubt you'll hear that uh, very much, but uh, at least he was able to do it. Most Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck. This is going to be the worst Christmas for a huge chunk of Americans. I've got details on that. I'm going to share them with you uh, just a moment from now. You want to jump ahead, you can follow Jeff Cat Show on X, formerly known as Twitter, The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. I got it up there. Uh, Jeff Cat, so happy to be sitting in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. I want you to meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic who loved and supported her, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat on a free ultrasound, she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance at life doubles. Please, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies and right now through a match your gift is doubled to donate dial pound 250 say the keyword baby that's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back sponsored by preborn miss a day miss a lot visit glenbeck.com today and never miss a moment of truth It's the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn. Two-thirds of Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck. That number is heading in the wrong direction. It's going up and up and up. It's gone up consistently since Joe Biden and uh, his his team took over. Have you Have you lived paycheck to paycheck? Do you live paycheck to paycheck right now? I understand completely what it's like to live paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. I'm finally at a point on a personal basis where, where, man, I don't want to tempt fate, as they say, but we're, we're okay. I guess that's the best way to say it. We're okay, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, for all that we have. And it's, it's not just material stuff. Although, look, life can be easier with some stuff. 
Heidi and I live in a beautiful place. Absolutely love my house. I love it. I love it. I grew up in Philadelphia, in the city of Philadelphia. And we grew up in what at that time, they were called row houses. And you had rows of houses, hence the name, row house. Yeah, I don't know, 30 houses or whatever on each side of the street. You had windows in the front of your house, in the back of your house. If you were really lucky, you lived in one of the end units, which meant that you had windows on three sides of your house. I was, I was 18 years old plus by the time my parents owned a home that had windows on all four sides. And my view growing up out my bedroom window, and I will never forget it, was of a dirty alleyway with trash cans. That was my view. And I realized I didn't want that to always be my view. And so now I sit here. I've got this amazing standalone building. It's not huge. I mean, some might call it a shed, but I wouldn't. I call it the plaque shack because it is festooned with, with letters and certificates and awards telling me how wonderful I am. My lovely bride refers to these as my walls of low self-esteem and insecurity, which is probably pretty close to the mark. But I'm looking out my window right now, and I'm looking at grass and trees. It's too cold for flowers now in central Virginia, but I mean, I'm looking at a beautiful blue sky right now. And God forbid something terrible were to happen, I'd like to think we'll be okay. We now have two-thirds of adults who say they are living paycheck to paycheck. In other words, if something happens to them, if they lose their job today, they're done, right? Maybe that ties into this idea that somehow the American dream is dead. You and I are experiencing terrible inflation. I don't care how much spin there is. I don't care how many of the talking heads in D.C., are doing their best to tell us that everything is just fine. You and I know because we go to the grocery store. We go and fill up the car with gasoline. We know that prices are considerably higher. And that's Biden inflation at work right there. Biden inflation, man. It is nasty. It is ugly. But it's, it's what's happening right now. And then people are going further into debt because of Christmas. Well, I got to buy somebody something special. Okay. What are you getting yourself? Because this is where I finally got a hold on this a while ago. We spend so much time buying these things, buying stuff. And, and I don't want you to think I don't have stuff. Man, I got a lot of stuff. I got way too much stuff to be done. Just to be brutally honest, I got way too much stuff. But I got stuff. And it wasn't until probably the last year or so when I had to go down to Florida and help my brother sell our mom's house. My dad passed away years ago. My mom passed away a few years back, and we just finally said, look, we're, we're not going to live in the house. He had been living there, but he didn't want to live there. He's a single guy and really just didn't want the upkeep of the house. 
yard and stuff like that. And we have really planted our flag, I guess, here in central Virginia. I just love where I live. And so I didn't really have any desire to to go there. And especially given that uh, two years ago we got a really great guy as governor, Glenn Youngkin. Great, great governor. And an amazing lieutenant governor, Winsome Sears. And a great attorney general, Jason Miaris. We only have three statewide offices here in Virginia. But... When I went down with my brother in the house and we realized my mom had all sorts of stuff left and it, it, it was stuff we didn't want. We just had to get rid of it. Tried to donate it. Are you going to sell it? Are you going mean, It's just a pain. It really is. It just becomes a pain. And there, and there are a few things that you want and you take those things and they mean something to you and sometimes people look at them and go, man, I don't know why you want that. Well, because it means something to me. So as Heidi and I look at all of our stuff, we keep thinking to ourselves, boy, we got we to gotta declutter, man. We got to get rid of some of this stuff. So the last thing we need is more stuff. And my boys are at an age. Youngest guy is 18. The oldest guy is 22. Well, guess what? They don't want what they used to want. It just used to be so easy. Toy trains, toy trucks, boom, we were done. Call it a day. Let's, get, let's go grab a sandwich. Well, the one is getting ready to uh, finish up his time at Stanford University. The little guy is getting ready to begin his second semester at uh, Ithaca College. They don't want toy trains. They don't want toy trucks. I don't know what. Honest goodness, I don't know what they want. And then for Heidi and myself, we have gotten to this stage where we say, you know what we want, really? We want experiences. We want to do something. We want to invest in ourselves. And so that's what I started doing. A couple of years back, Heidi would say, okay, so what do, you, what do you want for Hanukkah? What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? I said, I don't know. Well, why don't you just buy yourself something and then sign your name to it or sign my name to it and then I'll, act, I'll, I'll be all surprised when you open it and we'll all have a... I said, okay, yeah, maybe we'll do that. So... I said, I'm going to invest in myself. And I, I, I just started taking more and more and more courses. Because that's investing in yourself. You're expanding your knowledge. You're expanding your intellect. You're learning things here and there. You know, that's not a bad thing. I said, uh, this year, I'm doing a couple of things. I signed up for uh, a course that Dr. Jordan Peterson offers online. Now, I don't know if you follow Jordan Peterson at all. If you don't, you should. Uh, Thoroughly, thoroughly brilliant individual who will tell you what the truth is. And that's what got him in trouble. If you don't know Dr. Peterson's story, he is a a distinguished psychologist, was a well-respected professor of psychology, And then a couple of years back, he said, hey, uh, I'm not going along with this whole, oh, you're a boy today, but you're a girl tomorrow and and you're a vacuum cleaner or or an office chair the next day. I'm just not doing that. Well, the woke folk got all upset. Oh, my gosh. They wanted his head on a platter. And the University of Toronto, where he taught, apparently was, was willing to go along. And the College of Psychologists in, in Ontario went along and said, well, you, you got to go and uh, get some additional training. Uh, training? Huh. 
didn't the Soviets and the uh, communists in China, don't they call that re-education? I mean, because it's the same doggone thing, isn't it? Yeah, you got to go get re-educated, Dr. Peterson. Oh, and you got to pay for it, too. And Dr. Peterson, I'm paraphrasing here, but he essentially said, yeah, you can go pound sand. I'm out. It's brilliant. He's got a podcast. He's got books. One of the things I promised myself this vacation, because technically speaking, I'm on vacation this week and next. Although you'll find me right here. Did I mention the two boys in college? I did. Okay. But one of the assignments I've given myself is to reread Dr. Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. And you may think that there are more than 12 rules, and actually he did come up with a follow-up book, but it's such a great read. You ought to invest in that for yourself. I've got one other thing I'm going to share with you, and and maybe somebody will be able to uh, either inform me or smarten me up on whether it is something to do or not to do. And remember little Jimmy Acosta from CNN? Oh, he was all the rage when he was beating up on uh, former President Trump. You remember that. And then the the Trump uh, press room said, you know, you're such a smack. Get out of here. You're done. Give us your pass. Uh, Well, he's back. And he had something, uh, not surprisingly, outrageously stupid to say. I'll let you hear that as well. Oh, and I just got a note here. Uh, Jeremy, who is listening to the Glenn Beck program on News Radio WRBA in Richmond, my home station, said, Jeff, take a look at this. And he sent me a photo of the front page of the local newspaper, which shows the reconciliation monument at Arlington National Cemetery being removed. So I guess they have actually removed it. I guess the court order either expired or another court ruled that they could. And it's such an absolute travesty, but it is what the the American Taliban is really all about. If you want to see that or any of the other stuff we're talking about, I've got it up on social media. Jeff Katz Show over on X, formerly known as Twitter. Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter. If you don't mind giving that a follow, I'd appreciate it. And uh, Facebook, The Jeff Katz Show. The Jeff Katz Show over on Facebook. Jeff Katz, blessed to be sitting in for my friend Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's the Christmas and the holiday season time for gift giving, parties with friends and family, and getting compliments everywhere you go, and looking years younger thanks to GenuCell. And from now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is better than ever. 70% off at GenuCell.com. Christmas is only a week away. Treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See the troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed or your money back. Plus, included in every most popular package is the free hyaluronic acid serum for skin hydration that will restore your youthful appearance. Visit GenuCell.com slash Beck and enter the special code Beck right now for an additional 10% off your entire order. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. My mom and my wife love this stuff. You will too. GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash It's the Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy 
honored, thrilled to be sitting in for Glenn. It is always such great fun and uh, opportunity to explore a few things. I mentioned that uh, little Jimmy Acosta is back. And uh, I've got this snippet. I think we've got just enough time to sneak it in here. Take a listen, if you would, please, to cut number eight. Donald Trump and one of his sons have been defending a former social media influencer who has a history of posting some of the most offensive, racist and anti-Semitic tweets we have ever seen. CNN's Andrew Kaczynski uh, dug deep into this one. Andrew, great work as always. What'd you find? Yeah, that's right. Both Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. have been defending and praising a man with a history of racist and anti-Semitic tweets who was convicted in March of interfering in the 2016 election. His name is Douglas Mackey. He went by the pseudonym Ricky Vaughn on Twitter. That's where he posted this meme, uh, where which prosecutors said suggested that people vote for Hillary Clinton by text. They say at least 40 uh, 4,900 people texted this number. Now, Mackey and the Trumps uh, have sort of claimed this is a joke that no reasonable person would believe. But prosecutors allege this is part of a much more sinister plot to deprive people of their right to vote. Donald Trump is claiming this is an example of Joe Biden's Justice Department going after his supporters for attacking their free speech. Take a listen to this. Crooked Joe and his henchmen have tried to shut down free speech with a massive government censorship operation to silence their critics. They're putting Douglas McKay in jail for sharing a joking meme about Hillary Clinton seven years ago. Nobody ever heard of anything like that. And Andrew, there's more to it than just the text-to-vote scheme, right? Mackey was notorious for posting uh, anti-Semitic and these offensive racist memes. What what can you tell us? Yeah, that's right. And what's so interesting is he was prosecuted or investigated by Trump's own Justice Department. He was charged just one week into Biden's new administration. And the content that he shared on his uh, Twitter account was some of the most racist, anti-Semitic content that we've seen. He regularly used the N-word where he called black people feral. He shared anti-Semitic propaganda that was reminiscent uh, of Nazi Germany. There was a post where he joked about having uh, a cake baked that said, gas uh, the Jews. Mackey's attorney tells us that he regrets the tone and substance of these posts. He said they don't reflect Uh, his current view or the person he's been the last several years. But they did tell us that he is grateful that Trump uh, and his son and thousands across the political spectrum have have rallied to his case, which they say is an important uh, issue about protecting the First Amendment rights of all Americans. Gosh, just awful, awful stuff. All right. Birds of a feather, I guess. Oh, please. Now, listen. There's nobody in their right mind who looks at the racist, anti-Semitic stuff and says, oh, yeah, that's good. Of course, it's appalling, but that's not what he was prosecuted for. He was apparently prosecuted because he he had a variation on a joke that so many people have told throughout the years, like, oh, yeah, you know, tomorrow's voting day for us. But if you're voting for the other party, that's next Tuesday. Ha 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 ha. Well, this is it taken to the social media things. And then you work in uh, racist, anti-Semitic stuff and, and it rises to this level. Anybody in their right mind looks at the the racist, the bigoted, the anti-Semitic stuff and says that's absolutely, thoroughly, totally, completely disgusting.
Unless, of course, you know, you're like in a university and then it's, well, it is what it is. All right, listen, stay in touch on social media, please. Jeff Cat Show over on X, formerly known as Twitter, The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. Uh, my website, jeffcats.us. God willing, we're going to do this all over again tomorrow. Yeah, we will. It is Jeff in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program.